0: Welcome to the Sunday Evening Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Sharon Vanderput. I really believe that God wants to do something tonight that maybe it hasn't done in you before. Maybe you've been a Christian for 25 years, 30 years, 50 years, maybe two weeks. It doesn't matter. God has something special for all of you tonight. Okay? I really feel like... um, when I was I was praying a few weeks ago, God said to me to speak about worship tonight. Um, so we're going to be speaking about worship. That's why we had a short worship time at the beginning because we'll have longer time of worship at the end as a response. And um, why are we talking about worship? Well, it's such a key part of our Christian life. Um, if you're new to church, you'll find out very quickly we love worship and we're all about worship because God is good and. I want you to know that actually you have been made and created to worship. You are made to worship. And the Bible says that we were created to worship, but also for God's glory. So let's start by looking at a scripture um, in Isaiah, which is a book in the Bible. um, Chapter 43, verse 7, it'll come up on the screen let's read it bring all who claim me as their god for i have made them for my glory it was i who created them isn't that so exciting god made you for himself isn't that wonderful that god made you for himself that's so cool so let's have a closer look at what we were created for and made for um Let's just look at the definition of worship. Worship means to give someone what they are worth. Someone or something. is to ascribe worth to someone or something. The Oxford Dictionary defines worship as a noun, as the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration. But worship is also a verb, which implies action. That says to show reverence and adoration. So we have this definition, feeling an expression, which is the noun, but then it's also the verb of actually doing it. So worship is a very much an active thing, a very active thing. In the Old Testament, which um, is a, a big part of the Bible, in the Old Testament, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it was written in Hebrew. So I want us to just look at what the word worship means in Hebrew, because that's the, the original language that it was written in and um, in Hebrew the word worship means and this is difficult to pronounce but I'll try sacha or saha and it means to bow self down to fall down to do reference or to adore now those are some pretty strong words isn't it to fall down to bow self down to bow yourself down I think that's pretty cool So, worship is when we make God bigger than ourselves. He already is, but it's acknowledging that He is. Is that okay? Are you still here? Okay. Let me know that you're here, okay? It's encouraging for me and it's encouraging for you when you engage with the Word of God. Okay? Yes, Timmy, come on. So, what does worship actually look like? Let's look at Psalm 100, verse 1 to 3. It says, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Can you see the joy and the gladness that is in worship? Now, there are lots of different types of, of phases we go through in worship sometimes. In a sense of one moment we'll be shouting for joy and we'll be like, "woo," And then sometimes it'll be just a reverence and that awe oh, and that falling down and that kneeling before God. But all of it is worship. We so is expression. So whatever is going on inside of you is that expression that comes out. Do you know that it's a privilege that we can worship God the way that we do? Why? Because God is holy and perfect. And we have all made mistakes and we are imperfect. And therefore, naturally, we cannot have a relationship with God because anything that's perfect cannot touch anything that's imperfect. Those two don't go together. But Because pure holiness and pure love and pure goodness cannot be in contact with anyone or anything that is exactly that. It wasn't always like that. But the beginning of the Bible, if you know, it starts off with this beautiful story that God created heaven and earth, male and female. And he walked with them in the Bible. It says they had that relationship. But then comes the tragic story where Adam and Eve Sin, they make a mistake, they do something they were not supposed to do. They did an imperfect action and they were separated from God. Because at that moment, humanity was contaminated with disobedience, with evil, with all that imperfectness. And it's just you contaminate and you can't do anything about it. We can't do anything about it. But where Jesus comes in. And he made a way so that we could have a relationship with God. But before we go there, I just want to talk about worship, of how it was a bit in the Old Testament. Later on in the Bible, we see a guy called Moses. And he was a leader. He was leading a group of people. Um, a group of people, actually thousands. It was like a massive group of people. And um, God told him, I want you to build a tabernacle, which was basically a mobile temple. It was something that kept moving from place to place. And it was something where God said, I want that relationship with you. I want to meet with you. I want you to be able to fulfill the purpose that you were created for. So let's build something where you can actually meet me. But there were restrictions, there was something we call an outer court. A few people could go in there, but not a lot. And then it was the holy place. And then it was the holies of holies, which is where God's presence dwelled. And the high priest who had to be very, for coming from a special family, from a special group of people, was appointed. He could go in once a year to meet with God. And had to go through all kinds of cleansing and rituals to be able to go in there. Because when God, who's perfect, when we beat him in an imperfect way, it happens in the Bible. There are actually a few stories where people die because they just, yeah, they just walk in there without really following God's instructions. So actually, we can be so thankful that Jesus made a way for us. If you don't know who Jesus is, Jesus is the Son of God. He came down on earth um, to basically save us, redeem us, heal us. And let's have a look at what he did. In Romans 3, verse 23 to 25, it says, For everyone has sinned, so we've all made mistakes. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life shedding his blood. Isn't that amazing? Jesus made us right with God. He did. That is so good. It means that we do not need a priest to go meet God anymore. You can have direct access to God. If you've given your life to Jesus, hopefully you know this, but you can have direct access to God. If you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, don't worry. You'll have the chance to do that later. You can always do that. Jesus is always ready to welcome you home. So what a miracle is it that we get to worship God the way we do? And we take it for granted so many times, but it's actually a miracle that Jesus did So we cannot take it for granted. When I was thinking about worship and God was just speaking to me about what I should speak about. And he reminded me of um, something that happened when I was 15. And um, when I was 15, I was at a a youth camp. And um, we were just in a time of worship, kind of like we were here. And it was was powerful, but I wasn't able to fully engage because I I didn't really have my own faith at that moment you know when you kind of believe because your parents believe but you're not really sure what you believe but at that camp God completely transformed my life and a very big part of that was that one of the youth leaders came to me and we were just worshiping and I was just singing and he came to me and he said um Listen, I have a Bible verse for you. I'm not really sure, but I just feel like I need to share it with you. He was quite shy. He wasn't sure what he was doing. But that's fine. God used it. And basically, he shared this Bible verse. And honestly, I've never experienced anything like that since. The moment he shared the Bible verse, it was like a lightning hit my body and I fell on the floor. And I was just on my knees and I was sobbing. And I was like, I don't even know what this is, but this has to be God because this is just Like, you cannot explain it. So that was one of my first real experiences with God. Now, it's not about experience. It's about encounter. Okay, I want to make that clear tonight. It's not about you experiencing or feeling something. It's about encountering, meeting with God. Okay? And sometimes when we don't feel anything and we just do it anyway, our feelings will catch up because actually we need to rule over our feelings, not the other way around. Okay, so it was amazing because just God just touched me and I was never the same again. I was forever changed. And that's the thing, when God touches you, when you're touched by truth, you cannot be the same. You have, when God touches your life, realize it's God, okay, God. When he touches you, how could you stay the same? Okay, so um, Noah, could you please come up for a moment, please? I just want to illustrate that quickly. When, when God touches you, you are marked by him. He says things to you like you are healed. You are a child of God. You are blessed. You are loved. Ooh, sorry. That stays on there in Jesus' name. Um. You cannot meet God, divinity, holiness, peace, love, and be the same. When God touches someone, you're marked forever. Okay? Now, those things are better than post-it notes. When God says it over, it's super glued on you, okay? It cannot go away. Which means after a time of worship, you leave the room with these kind of things. Okay, because God marks you. When a fingerprint of God touches you, how could you think you'd be the same again? You might not feel differently, but you are different because you met God, the Holy One. By the way, are you living by what God is about you and marked you with? Or are you living by the things of the world that the world is trying to define you as and what the enemy is trying to say over you? Just say Just one more moment. Do you know that you're made in the image of God? Can we have the scripture up there? Um, It says in Genesis 127, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Okay. Now, if you're made in the image of God, the things the enemy tries to say over you, like you are sick, you're unloved, you are depressed, or you're broken, because you're made in the image of God, those things can't stick on you. Because they're not your identity. Because God is perfect and he's holy. So how could those things stay on you? Because it doesn't belong to you. It's not you. It doesn't matter what the world says. It does not stick to you. Because you're made in the image of God. Okay. Thank you, Noelu, for doing that illustration. So live by what God says about you, the way God marks you, not by what the enemy says or what the world says or your friends say even. Okay, those things don't stick on you. I want to quickly talk about something else. Maybe you come into worship and you kind of do the same thing over and over again and you don't feel like you meet with God in a different way or you don't feel like you encounter God somehow. Maybe it means because you have to try something different. You always, if you do the same thing, you're always going to get the same result. If you do something different, maybe you'll get a different result, right? So why do some people sometimes, have you ever seen when people get prayed for, sometimes they like fall? Have you ever seen that happen? Now, if it's really God, they fall because God touched them, not because a human touched them. Okay? Now, sometimes people fall, then it's not God, they just fall. It's because they have after an experience, not after God himself. And that's fine. They'll figure it out one day when they stand before God. But what I want to tell you is that those things happen I can tell you because it happened to me. I shared that in that story. It's not something you can control. God just touches you and just like, boom. Because when the glory of God shows up, let me tell you, you cannot stand in that glory. When the glory of God shows up, you won't be able to stand. You'll be on your knees. You'll be on your face. I know I've encountered it. And that's the thing because God is so holy, so perfect. How could we stand before him? We are nothing without God. So why do people sometimes clap or jump or lift their hands? I love doing those things. I'm expressive in my worship because that's just who I am. It just kind of comes out. But why do people do that sometimes? It's, It's out of an expression of the heart. And tonight, I want you to enter a new level of freedom in your worship. What does that mean? It means that you don't feel conscious about what you're doing. It means you don't feel conscious about what people are saying or doing. It's just you and God. And you can just feel free to just express your love to God. Because that's why we worship, right? Now, there is no right or wrong thing. It's not like everyone has to be on their knees. Everyone has to lift their hands. No, but sometimes, you know, when you're, we're singing a song where it talks about how amazing God is and how great he is. I just cannot help but lift my hands. And when we do that, we're just lifting God up. We're exalting. We're saying God is great. God is exalted. And it's just, its just it just comes out. It just comes out. And that's okay. Allow it to come out. If you're maybe a bit more oh, of a reserved person, that's fine. Don't worry. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. But I want to encourage you. Maybe try something different tonight. Not because it's wrong what you're doing, but maybe you'll, find out you actually enjoy it you don't know until you try when the nature of God touches you and his divinity touches humanity boom something happens in the spirit why does it happen in the spirit because the Bible says that God is spirit it says in John 4, verse 23 to 24. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit. And when we worship Him, it's like our spirit connects with His spirit. And it's just something so amazing. If you, have not, if you have not encountered that before, if that has never happened to you before, don't worry. It will if you want it to. It's your choice. Let me just say again, it's not about an experience. Those do happen sometimes, but we're not looking after an experience. We're looking after God. We're looking for God, pursuing him. It's about meeting someone, not doing something. Okay? So don't get fixated on what you're doing. F- get fixated on who you're worshipping. Because you worship the one you look at. Okay? So when love encounters you, you are marked by love. When the healer, who God is, encounters you, you are marked by it. Is that all right if I'm a bit honest with you tonight? Yeah? Why did you come here to meet, to, to meet us here tonight? Who did you come here to meet? Did you come here to meet your friends? Colleagues? Parents? Or did you come because they're going to McDonald's afterwards and you're going along for the ride? I'm being, I'm being honest here. You know, who did you come here to meet? Because, you know, worship is all about a meeting. And let me, please let me say this, don't take this in a personal way, but God doesn't need your worship. Why? Because he's already great, he's already awesome, he is all-powerful, he is ever-present. We need worship. It's not for us, but we need to worship. Why? Because first of all, we need God, but more, more, more importantly, because we love God. And without him, we're nothing. When we realize, when we worship, why do we have to worship? Because when you worship and you get God's perspective, the things that seem so huge to you are not actually that huge anymore. Because the one who's immensely huge, is above it all, is greater than it all, actually said, I got this. When we worship God, we realize who is in control. We realize actually God is in control and actually God can do this. So it shifts your perspective. So without God, we're nothing. Worship is not for you. So why are you complaining about the songs or the style if it's not for you anyway? Huh? Let's be honest. Worship's not for you. So if we don't have to complain about what it sounds like, is like, doesn't matter how many people are up there, who is not up there, who you think is better than the other. It's not for you, so you don't have to bother about it, right? You just focus on God. That's all you need to do because you were made to worship him, okay? When we are marked by God and touched by him, we're meeting the, one, the only one who can save, we're meeting the only one who can heal, the only one who can change our lives for the better. Let me tell you something. Um, maybe you feel a bit lost. You don't feel like you know where you're going. Uh, yesterday, I went um, around, I was just praying and I went for a walk in our neighborhood. And I realized our neighborhood is actually much bigger than I thought it was. And I got lost in my own neighborhood. Can you believe it? Um, and I was like all right God I need to get back where do I go and he said right this is us in life sometimes when we think we know the way but we actually don't and we actually need help and it's okay to say you need help it's okay to say that you don't know the way Sometimes we don't know our way in life. Sometimes we don't know where we're going. We don't know what the next step is. And God just said to me, he's like, if you keep me first in your life, if you worship me and you focus on me, you'll realize that I actually do know the way and I can lead you in the way that you need to go. So if you feel a bit lost, just keep your eyes fixed on God. Because he knows the way, he's not lost. And he can lead you in the right way, in the right path. Keep your focus on him. Can I ask the band to just come up and just start playing quietly in the background? I just want us to have a time of worship in response. I really believe God wants to do something. It's yes, tonight is about you being made for worship, but it's more than that. It's about what you realise you can do in worship you didn't realise you could do before. And it's God doing something that you didn't realize he could do before. It's about meeting, encountering God. And I want us to just take this time to really meet with God, encounter him. Maybe you've never worshipped God before. It's okay. Just come along for the ride. Enjoy it. We, when we sing those words, how many times do we see words on the screen? And we sing them, but we're not, we don't mean them with our hearts. I'm guilty of it as well. But tonight, let's make a conscious effort and really mean what we sing. There's no point in singing it if you don't mean it. Okay? God wants to transform our worship. Why? Because we need worship. God doesn't need your worship, but you need worship it just changes your whole perspective and it just makes you realize how big God is and how much we can't do anything without Him and how extremely loved you are, how extremely chosen you are, how cold you are, how God wants to heal you, how God wants to know, want you to know Him better. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you.